In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious, and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh, my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. And today we have a correspondent from the Cancun airport (laughs) for a first-person account of the mayhem that went down yesterday. This talk about biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Mm -hmm. The people, the sun, the sunburnt people have suffered enough. Um, Yes, I am here. I'm alive. I'm doing well live Thank from the God. Delta Lost and Found <laughs> office. Oh, gosh, if you do not know what we were talking about, well, first of all, for the first time in a few weeks, all of us are back in New York. Woo! Elise, you were on your humor writing residency. Millie, you went on what looked like a very incredible <laughs> vacation until the end it was there. A great how vacation. was how, Take us through your vacation. Was it all all good vibes up until the Yeah, well mass shooting it was, scare? <laughs> it was a great vacation. Um, I did Mexico City's beautiful city, lots of culture, lots of things. I learned, I went to the Anthropology Museum, learned about all the different indigenous tribes that are Whoa. in Mexico, which I didn't even know. Like, you know, but you don't know about all the different languages, all the stuff. I had an incredible date with this really hot guy whose story is <gasps> very soft, <sighs> where he was, honestly, guys, totally, my heart went out to this guy. He was uh, crossed the border when he was five years old, got pulled over when he was 19, got deported five months really? before Dream Act packs. <gasps> yes. Tried Whoa. to come, like, just an incredible impact story. Now he lives in Mexico City. It's a whole thing, but... Guys, is that how you choose your dates based on if they have <laughs> yeah. an on-brand impact story? <laughs> Can I do a documentary about your life? Yes, no, yes. Oh okay. my God, how is there not already a dating show where just like a beautiful single, smart single woman just dates men from different, very diverse backgrounds with a story to tell? Well, listen. listen it's kind I'm of what 90 t- Day Fiance is sometimes. Oh, 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 Usually one, one of the couples will be that. <laughs> yeah, and then the true. others will be like, I'm scared for this person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will just say, I mean, that's all I'm going to share about that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Mexico's in the future. I'm uh, Plan B is $8 in Mexico. <laughs> and that's I all did, she's going to say about and that. And that's all I'm going to say about <laughs> that's that. That's all I'm going to say about I that. I did buy an extra one. Oh, God. But also, too, <laughs> just other general things. They're better mm-hmm. with bike lanes, better with public transportation, yeah. better with a lot of stuff. Everyone wears masks. Like, it's really hmm. only in the U.S. that people have stigmatized the masking. Like, everywhere yeah. in the middle of the mountains in Mexico, people are masking. Hmm. Every time you walk into a restaurant, they give you a square of um uh, hand sanitizer, like mandatory and temperature, all that shit. 
And um, what I noticed, a big fucking racket is pharmacies. This is so sad. In Mexico, like, like you can get anything over the counter. You mm-hmm. don't need a prescription for anything. So obviously people are buying Vicodin, Adderall, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But then people are also like from America buying like heart medicine yeah. and insulin and antidepressant yeah. stuff. So that was like Holy a little smokes. sad for me. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, it was Did like, you get oh, some shit. uppers after you got sad? <laughs> yeah, I just got all the, I mean, the pharmacy, speed. pharmacy sick of me. I was, yeah, but, um, also, but then, yeah, in the Cancun airport yesterday, as I put my oh. wallet, my passport, everything under the TSL, TSA conveyor belt, I see a bunch, like a crowd of people running towards me, um, trying to leave and everyone's like, run. I left all my shit and we were all escaping. Like it seemed like there was an, an active shooter and I was running with people. People were falling. There were babies crying, all this shit. Oh, and I just hid in an office. We didn't know what was going on for like two hours. That's a long uh, time. And then, you know, like probably like an hour and some change into it. Or we were in the office for two hours, but it, some time into it. Like it's like, okay, it seems like the situation's diffused or something. Um, but yeah, there's like some people said it was like a stroller tire that exploded. Some oh people God. said it was a billboard that fell and made a loud thud and everyone thought it was a gun. Some people said it was actually a gun and x-ray machine. So it was a lot of theories. So I don't want to say like what it was because it's not confirmed. But yeah, somebody that I was looking at her Instagram story is Jen Winston. She was in the Cancun airport at the same time, and she posted on her story. She was like, I don't think that that was I don't know if that was just signs falling like it felt different. But you said on your Instagram story, Millie, it was like the way these regardless of what triggered it, the way people react to these things is how what becomes dangerous as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel bad. But like somebody fell and I. (laughs) Jumped over them. Yeah. I mean, you got to. You, you got to go. And then this fucking guy, like, people didn't want to let go of their suitcases. Uh, so this yeah. guy was slowing every. We we're going through narrow hallways trying to. Hi- you're supposed to hide. Mm-hmm. And this guy had. And I'm just like, let it go. Like, we need yeah. to, you know? Um, and then, yeah, like, it was very weird, like, to go back into the terminal and see everything and, like, you just see shoes and passports Ooh. and all this oh, stuff. Like God. people just left. I mean, yeah. I think everyone got their stuff back. Good. But yeah. God, it, it was just so t- weird. It speaks to like the fear. I feel like that guy yeah. that was walking slow probably wasn't from America. <laughs> he <laughs> like, was, it was just like, just let go of the suitcase. When we I hear think- this sound, we run. <laughs> Yeah. Well, somebody, I think she, he was like a husband or a partner or something. And someone's like, babe, let it go. <laughs> like, it was all his pharmacy bounty, though. It was oh, his insulin. He needed his discount Viagra. <laughs> Barely. You can get Viagra for so cheap in this country. I think my, I have to put my dog on Viagra. Did I tell you guys that? Oh, what? for what? It helps. It's supposed to. We're we're getting you know a couple opinions, but like the generic version of it will help his paralyzed esophagus. Like it might bring back some like muscle function, so it can help his esophagus actually work. So we're going to we we have to wait two months to see the specialist. But 
Morty might be going on Viagra. We'll see. Oh I don't understand God. how medicine works. Me <laughs> neither. Yeah, my under- dog does I, not need Viagra. I yeah. don't understand how giving dick pills to a dog helps its neck. <laughs> I don't understand that, but I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure that a doctor said that to you. It, it, kind of, it does sound like a bit of a racket. It does <laughs> sound like a bit of a racket. Well, you know, like how for every fucking issue a woman has, they give her birth control. Oh, acne, oh, right. birth control, birth control. Yeah. endometriosis. <laughs> Birth control, birth control, depression, birth control. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just does sound like that. Yeah, yeah. Here's the dick pills. Here's the dick pills. All right. We'll pivot slightly. I did want to, the only reason I want to talk about Kim Kardashian today is because I do like to give people, if we have dunked on them in the podcast, and then they try to clarify their statements, I just think it's only fair. I don't really care. But let's let her clarify. The matriarchy is fair. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Kim Kardashian said over the weekend that her now viral business advice to women to be less lazy was, quote, taken out of context. We'll play a clip for our listeners. Well, that statement that I said was without questions and conversation around it, and it, it became a soundbite really with no context. And that soundbite, I came off of the notion and the question right before which was after 20 years of being in the business, you're famous for being famous. And I, my whole tone and attitude changed with the previous question that went into that question about what advice would you give to women? And the advice that I would give is just that having a social media presence and being on a reality show does not mean overnight success. And you have to really work hard to get there, even if it might seem like it's easy and that you can build a really successful business off of social media. And you can if you put in a lot of hard work. And it wasn't a blanket statement towards women or to feel like I don't respect the work or think that they don't work hard. I know that they do. That was taken out of context, but... So you guys heard she just said it wasn't a blanket statement and that she was primed by the previous question. But the whole explanation is sort of like the same as my original reaction to her, which is that like, I'm not surprised she probably thinks this, just that she said it. Her main explanation there was that she just meant that if you're going to be on social media, it's specifically people on social media don't want to get their asses up and work. Um, <laughs> I'm like, all right, girl, whatever. I don't, I mean, I just think. Exactly. Uh, I just think be more self aware of a sound bite like that coming out of your mouth. Right, that's true. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with her. I think that people, I mean, yeah, like we've talked about this before. People think that there's an easy way to get to success or that you don't have to grind or hustle or like put Mm -hmm. in the hours or anything like that. And that you make one post and it's going to change your life. So in that sentiment, I agree with. But also like the vessel is not that should not be coming from Kim K. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And also like there's not a context like the context is that you're a billionaire who's had a a head up in life. Like that's the entire context. Like you saying like, I didn't mean it like blah, blah, blah. Like doesn't really change the context is because the argument and the criticism is that you're a billionaire who exploits your workers. And also Mm -hmm. like, you're not the person to the, that we want to hear say that you should hustle. Right. Cause you haven't really hustled. Yeah. um, She didn't just make it from, 
she wasn't like, oh, I woke up with a social media presence. She she was born into she had a lot more of a leg up that she and that was the main criticism. You're right that she didn't acknowledge is like maybe this doesn't need to come from me, but she chose not. I don't think said that. Well, yeah, yeah like and, whatever. Yeah, the context is like okay, maybe she didn't want mean it to sound that harsh, mm-hmm. but. I don't think that, yeah, there's like um, a maintenance phase podcast or something that like they talked about Rachel, Rachel Hollis or something like that. And yeah. like there was one quote uh, from her one of her videos that like said something about fat people. And then she's like, it was taken out of context. So then <laughs> Michael Hobbs read the entire paragraph. Yeah. And it was actually it was worse. worse. Yeah. That was really funny. Like, we don't yeah. actually need context. Like, yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like like Pete Davidson is probably not um, an intellectually challenging boyfriend. He's probably just like, no, babe, they're crazy. You were totally right. You did nothing wrong. And she's like, right, right. Okay, I'll just say this. I'll just I think say that, this. Yeah, I mean, Pete Davidson definitely does not give one fuck about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. He doesn't... I mean, he hasn't had social media in forever because he hates, like... He probably doesn't even, like... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't even that connected to how much the quote blew up. <laughs> definitely. Like, That's very true. No, anytime he has, like, a post that he wants to do, he just tattoos it. On his body. <laughs> or brands it, apparently. Or, yeah, oh, whole Jesus. ass brand. Oh, man. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. 
All right. Well, next we have a little bit of Will Smith and Chris Rock spillover today. <laughs> Millie, Millie, you were traveling during this. I was yeah, like, Millie you? missed the No, the I was in thing. I was what in was Mexico? your absorption of this? Were you at a bar? How did you hear about it? Did you hear about it secondhand? Tell us how this moment entered your life. I was in um the I was poolside with these two college kids that, and my friend um, smoking weed and drinking beer with these college kids that I met that are super fun uh, <laughs> in Mexico. And then I go inside where I have Wi-Fi to pee. And then my friend was like, girl, <laughs> did you see the slap? And I'm like, the NBC, <laughs> the NBC show. <laughs> and he's like, no, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And I was like. I, I looked it up and everything, and I was like, oh, my God, thank you. So I just want to say thank you to Ali Hassan for keeping <laughs> me <laughs> posted because I would have missed the dis. And then the discourse was nuts. Were you on the same time zone as us or where were you were? Was it earlier or later? I think Mexico is in central time. Like, okay, so it was where, a little, where yeah. I was, it was like two out, you know, whatever. So it was two two hours but oh like, that's nice for us i was saying yesterday that i wish i we were in a different time zone because it was like it was very late for us it was very, yeah. late, it was very late for and the discourse i was instagram living the whole ceremony <laughs> some sub fans followed along they, <laughs> those who did will see my saw my reaction in real time <laughs> that's so, what i went right for i was like there was a slap and then i was like i know elisa's live blogging well i i i didn't actually get the moment because no. i couldn't even understand what was happening like I was just completely confused. Um, obviously, context and more has been provided since then. I think mm -hmm. everything has been said about the slap that can be said. I though. agree. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say that as someone who always watches the Oscars and like, like has watched old Oscars because I'm fucking weird, this is the craziest thing that has happened at the Oscars in our time mm -hmm. but it's not really the craziest thing that's happened mm -hmm. like someone has streaked at the oscars before yeah. like john wayne almost attacked a native american woman at the oscars one yeah. time like it's it's definitely one of the craziest moments and it might be i feel like it probably is the craziest moment but it's not but it's not the uh, i heard a lot of people say like don't call this the ugliest because yeah. they fucking yeah. honored birth of a nation they didn't let like black actresses they snuck barely like the craziest one. Crazy though, maybe. I think it's the most wild thing that has visibly gone down during the <laughs> ceremony portion. That's of, a good pair. Yeah, narrow it down. Like, yeah, the moonlight <laughs> thing was crazy too. Yeah. But, um, yes. That's up. I feel like it's like up there with that, but I also I also think one thing that's not getting talked about is that Chris Rock did say Macbeth in the theater moments before he was slapped. And I think that's something we need to think about is that it could be it could be a there. Scottish play situation that's happening. Another here. thing <laughs> that I just have to say that I don't think has been said is mm -hmm. that I recently watched G.I. Jane and it was one of those movies that I felt like was super progressive in the 90s, mm -hmm. like really <laughs> going there like women can work as hard as men. But it aged terribly. Oh, gosh, because, really? Yeah, because the whole fucking movie was like 
Demi Moore getting abused by men oh, Jesus. and then yeah. still like prevailing it is very much like the criticism of uh, third wave feminism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then also like the big turning point was her vehemently denying that she was a lesbian uh, because she got accused of being a lesbian. She's like, I am a married woman. How dare you? <laughs> Lavender like, scare shit. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that is the exact, maybe that's exactly what Will Smith was responding to. Maybe he just thought, how dare you compare my wife to this regret Regressive, regressive display. <laughs> so there's been oh, a few. Everything has been said that can be said. I heard from a couple listeners yesterday. Um, somebody did say they wish we had, you know, spent a little bit more time on like because the hosts yesterday were me, Sammy, and Brian. That was all white hosts, so we didn't um, <laughs> give as much space to certain areas. I think as we realized, uh, we I think we thought we were giving more than we had. Uh, stressing, you know, the aspect that what was motivating Will Smith to take that action and why he felt it was justified. Um, so we we definitely honor that and can make space for that today as we talk about kind of his apology. Will Smith apologized last night on Instagram. Didn't he like delete his Instagram or disable all of his social for a minute? I feel like I mean, he's disappeared I off I don't the know. planet. The, that PR company, uh, uh-huh. the PR crisis team, they they like... Like, I feel like every actor has a PR company and like, I feel like they're like, oh, yeah, we have the Will Smith account. That's easy. He never mm-hmm. he's just dad jokes. It's like the easiest thing. <laughs> and then the past year and a half, they've been put through the fucking ringer. <laughs> she, well, she was there with him yesterday or at the Oscars. Apparently, that was sort of like one of the behind the scenes thing was like she was just sitting with him trying to figure out what to do and how to tweak his acceptance speech. But the thing about you mentioned the PR strategy. I mean, his thing that was noteworthy to me about his apology was that it was just very short and very Stunted in a way that you could tell phrases had been rewritten and removed so many times throughout the day uh, for it to be like satisfactory. It was kind of like when you like Frankenstein, like an apology, like he wants to hit all the notes, but avoid the bad ones. But Mm -hmm. he he said he clarified that he said that he he acted out of emotion because he said it was a joke about Jada's medical condition. He did this time apologize directly to Chris Rock, and he specifically called out his King Richard colleagues and apologized for the stain his behavior Mm. left on their journey. So I don't to whatever extent it matters. I am very confused about like how this joke came out of Chris Rock's mouth. I have heard that it wasn't part of rehearsal, but then mm. I've also heard that it was on a teleprompter. So I, I guess, yeah, like, I to what extent does it matter? I mean, if Will Smith was reacting to what he felt like was Chris Rock insulting his wife's medical condition, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I there's... Think it, I think it matters in terms of, like, Chris Rock's culpability, I guess. Like, if it was... Oh, right. Because um, for me, it's like... If it was on a teleprompter, that's pretty bad because they actually have a lot of opportunities to like look into the jokes that they're writing and Mm -hmm. make sure that they're not joking about people's medical conditions, like Mm -hmm. making sure that like some like, yeah, that if someone I didn't actually know that about Jada until Mm -hmm. all this discourse. But that's something that like Oscars writers could find before when they're writing. Uh, For me, it's it's. It's not good to make fun of anyone for having a medical condition, but I have a little more understanding for if he was coming out and he was like trying to do the hosting gig and juggling all that, like being on stage at that level, doing all those things. If he just kind of leaned on his like stand up club guy training and was like, I'm going to say a couple things about how people look in the front row, which is how they used to do things in the 80s, which, you know. 
maybe if some of these older guard comedians listened to what we were saying about how we're like changing sensibilities, this wouldn't mm-hmm. happen to them. But mm-hmm. like, <laughs> they won't get slapped. If it was an off the cuff, rem- I, I, could, <laughs> I could see, like, I don't know. I could just, I have a little more sympathy for just like making an off the cuff remark versus it being written on the teleprompter where like they had a lot of chances to like get it right and yeah. think about uh, context and well yeah i think the biggest thing and i'm not sure if you hit this yesterday was like alopecia is something that like affects a lot of black women and it's something you know uh you know just in general like we talked and it's so funny because chris rock literally made a documentary yeah. <laughs> about how black women's hair is constantly policed and talked about and it's like an important part of identity so for her to be like dealing with that you know i'm, I'm sure yeah. whatever but also i mean i think it's i mean i think will smith hit this is like i'm used like i'm the one for the up for the award like it's okay to make jokes about me but not about my wife which i'm like okay whatever I'm also like, I think that a lot of people have also been saying that this has been a long time coming, like mm-hmm. a few years ago when when Jada, when Will wasn't nominated, like mm-hmm. there was some anti-racist um, protesting against the Oscars, like boycotting the Oscars. And, you know, to be fair, there has been a lot of changes since even in those past four years where there's been more black and women nominees, uh, women directors have been winning. Like, but that yeah. was a big, you know, a big thing. And mm-hmm. what happened was Chris was hosting the Oscars that year. And Jada uh, very loudly was like, I'm not going to these Oscars. And Chris was like, well, no one cares about you. No one yeah. wants you here kind of made those jokes. So I'm sure they already are like on a sensitive spot with him. And then for him to yes. say that okay. about that, like, yeah, you're going to get smacked. So, but, you yeah. know, I think those were some things and there's just been some interesting arguments like you were saying about just about black women and about like people, people talking about like, well, what is violence again? You know, like it's OK for Chris to like be belittling a black woman. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. what other people were saying was like, mm-hmm. why are you embarrassing this black woman in front of mixed company you know, in front of white people like for a laugh? And then you're talking now you want to act like uh, people are like, oh, he acted professional. It was it's a lot of things coming out and all these things are crazy. But those were some points that I thought were interesting was that, yeah, Chris, um, Chris had this history and it was just. It's it's like, why was the why is the crutch always making fun of Jada? I don't know. Yeah, I realized as I was thinking aloud before you chimed in that I was thinking like, okay, well, what was like. Even if Chris Rock didn't know that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia, because I think a lot of people are, and I am a little bit hung up on that. Like you said, it's like we're told all the time, just don't comment on black women's hair. Like, just don't yeah, do it. And he, so that's, that, like that's another. He should know. Yeah, yeah. Like that's something I, he should absolutely know. I agree. And like when I say that I feel like it's different if it was a written remark and an off the cuff remark, mm-hmm. I don't think that that exactly. if it's off the cuff, it's no. good. I yeah, just yeah, have yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. of an understanding for like not putting as much thought into a remark in that moment. Totally, totally. That said, Chris Rock should know, as you said, he made that documentary. Also, like, I don't know. I feel like we there's just been a lot of talk in comedy about like being a little more sensitive to people and how that helps and makes shows better and get like makes and maybe if Chris Rock was listening to any of that I feel like all of those old guard people are very like 
you should be able to say whatever you want. And it's like, okay, well, you did. <laughs> right. And you and I feel like they both, exactly. Like, I think this is an example of, and I alluded to this yesterday, what we always say is like, you can behave in a way that is unsavory and unpopular, but there's going to be consequences. And both men got consequences. Chris yes. Rock got slapped. Mm-hmm. He decided to make that joke and he got slapped. And Will Smith decided to slap Chris Rock and he will maybe get more con- I mean obviously the consequences to his life he I mean, can never take this off infamous he's, yeah, he can like, never take this back he was yeah there's definitely a lot uh there are social repercussions to what can, could have what we're going to also did. talk about potential do, more consequences yeah. but he's already can't go back well, I don't think I'm, you sorry, say what you're going to say Millie yeah I, I also think too that there was an unexpectedness like Will Smith was probably I think that was also a thing of like Will Smith was expecting jokes about himself. Like he was expecting the yeah the, yeah the, yeah front the, row. Uh, the August Alcina, and he's up for a nomination. He's about to win an Oscar. Like he's so I think that the fact that they went for Jada was like off, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I was like, why not make a joke about the affair <laughs> or something? Like- they made a lot of jokes about the affairs. Actually, the, there yeah. were jokes about the affairs. Yeah, Regina did a joke about the affair, but and and a joke about like how they're an open marriage and whatever. But it was definitely that it was specifically about the alopecia. And then I agree that there was like there's like a history with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should go on the record and say I do. I am anti the act of the slap. I feel like maybe that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand um, the context in which the slap occurred. We sort of all kind of agreed yesterday that had I heard a slap happened at an after party, so I would have had a different, yeah, I kind yeah. of would have had a different feeling about it. <laughs> there, was, there was once um, a, a white comedian in New York that said the N-word and got punched in the face during the show. <laughs> While he was on stage, and it's kind of the same thing where it's like, would I slap do it him? after? Yeah, no. Um, am I? Did he deserve it or whatever? I don't know. Am I surprised it happened? Is this a lesson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, the, the 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 my favorite discourse was the Judd Apatow discourse, which was, oh, like he could have killed him. <laughs> He could have killed him. I he hit him so like, hard he could have hit his head. Like, what if it was Betty White? Like, okay, then that, yeah, that <laughs> would have been really different. That would have been really different. And actually, yeah, it would have been. I mean, I do think it was it pretty wild different if it for was Will any Smith woman, to slap of course. Will, I think it was, it was crazy for Will Smith to slap Chris Rock on the live broadcast in front of millions of people. And then we all watched it. That was pretty wild. But. It would be a completely different degree of like evil and insane if it was Betty White. Like, he would have done it. And also, Betty White's right, been dead right. for three months. Or well, yeah. like, I know. So I what know. if it was Betty White? Uh, I think what if it was too, a little baby? What if I he think, took, like. Well, I think too. What if it was the kid from Minari? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I think, too, to circle back to Kim Kardashian, this is one of the stories that does, the context does change everything. totally. And that, you know, where Kim Kardashian's like, well, no, out of context, I'm still a billionaire and you should still work. This is like, no, in context, they've already been having a lot of hits. They were expecting a hit on Will. He hit Jada in a really sore spot. They already don't like this motherfucker. Totally. He got slapped. He probably shouldn't have done that, whatever, but... 
they just wouldn't have done it if it was Amy Schumer or something. Right, Whatever. right, right. Completely. Yeah, I don't think that Will Smith was like poised to slap just anyone for just anything. Like, I don't think. <laughs> I think, yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about some like aftershocks uh, that there might be. Yesterday, the Academy also released a statement saying it condemns Will Smith's actions and is exploring further action and consequences with regard to his membership. This, I said yesterday, this feels hypocritical. Like you you decided to let him stay and go to all the parties. So it seems like then stay with him. And then the next yeah. day you say we can. But anyway, they have a standards of. Con- go ahead. What do you think? Oh, I was just going to say, like, I, I kind of get that. They had no idea what to do. Like, people are yeah. like, he should have been bounced immediately. I'm like, there's no mechanism to immediately bounce Will Smith from the Oscars in the middle of the live broadcast. <laughs> Apparently like, it was disgusted, and that was the outcome. When like, he's there's about no way. To, when he's about to win, like, th- there's no... Th- this, there's a delay, but there's not enough of a delay to, like, deal with that. Yeah. Taking his... if. If they're talking about his membership or taking on Oscar away, that's crazy to me. It's I don't think that they are. I mean, I think they're just saying that they have to. They're saying explore further action and consequences. <laughs> the standards of conduct for Academy members list physical contact that is uninvited and in the, and in the situation inappropriate oh. and unwelcome as unacceptable conduct. This uh, standards of conduct is brand spanking new. They wrote it in 2017 in response to Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein! Weinstein. <laughs> he still has all Who has Oscars. like 27 he, Oscars or something. Right. He still has all of his 40, Oscars. There have only been two people ever expelled from the Academy of Arts and Sciences for wildly different reasons. Harvey Weinstein in 2017 for of course everything and then this poor guy in the same category as Harvey Weinstein Car- Carmen Caridi, best known for the Gar- Godfather movies, he was ousted from the Academy after he shared a copyrighted screener with a friend who put it <laughs> on the internet. Oh, no. Oh, that's oh, everyone no. <laughs> screeners. That sucks. Yeah. Um, oh, what did you no. say? Everyone shares screeners? Yeah, everyone. Well, like, yeah, you don't put them like, on the internet. That's what you do. You, can, you can't put your friend's screener on the yeah, internet. That's, but that's the friend's fault, not yeah, exactly. his fault. Like, you get the screeners. The phys- screeners are the physical DVDs yeah. of movies that haven't been released yet. For you to like actually like vote on the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. But then after you, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do with them after? Like, yeah. Uh, Amber Ruffer famously, Amber Ruffin famously gave me a bunch of her screeners a few <laughs> years ago, but like I didn't put them on the internet. But if I did, like that's not yeah. her fault, right? Um, right, exactly. Ugh, but, I didn't pay my union dues for like too long, and then I stopped getting them. It was the dumbest. It would was the dumbest thing. I could have just paid fifty dollars a year and still be getting screeners. Oh, whatever. Yeah, um, whatever. Maybe then I'd be taken out of the Academy. So only those two. And then there was only only one Oscar has ever even been taken away. And it was also kind of like for technical reasons. It was because this documentary had actually been been screened before, I don't know, the entry uh, opening date or something. Yeah. So none oh, of these have been like, there's no real history other than Harvey Weinstein of of things being removed for like moral reasons. And there were plenty, there's gotta be plenty of reasons to do that. So I would be, it would be crazy yeah. if they took this from him and it would be a completely new standard that they are applying. I feel like Will Smith is only the third black man to ever win. Um, I think it might be five or six. Uh, we might be oh, at, six? Because Sidney Poitier has Sydney won. Portier, Denzel, um, Denzel has won. Jamie Foxx won. Oh, Jamie Foxx. Okay. Um, I was and just Forrest about- Whitaker has won. Well, we- Look at me, Oscar scholar. Damn. Yeah. No, no, I was just thinking about <laughs> wow. Sidney Poitier and Denzel Washington. 
for for best actor but i yeah force riddick that that checks out but i'm mm-hmm. just saying it's been under 10 it's not like, yeah there's not a lot <laughs> there's not a lot um and yeah like i uh, yeah, in the same breath, right? Like slapping violence is wrong. But somebody said, like, well, now I have a thirst for blood, so that someone's gotta die at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the best thing I saw was that, like, thank God Rachel Ziegler got to see the slap in person. Absolutely, <laughs> because and of that our was activism. Of us. That was because yeah. of you, Elise. Yes, thank you. I tweeted about that. And well, my I, ultimate yeah. take on the whole thing is like, wow, that was wild. Exactly. My ultimate <laughs> I take. I don't know what they're going to do next year. <laughs> my ultimate take that I shared yesterday was that all you really need to know about the news of the week is that what Clarence Thomas did for his wife is much worse and just overall mm-hmm. much more detrimental for society than what Will Smith did. So let's talk about <laughs> what he did. Another husband engaged in questionable behavior on behalf of his wife. <laughs> a number of outlets reported a few weeks ago that Ginny Thomas short for Virginia Thomas, a conservative activist uh. and wife of Clarence. Yeah, I don't know why that detail is just like, ugh. Oh, God. Because I was already like, well, she's got to be a little racist if her name is Jenny, but that that she's from Virginia, from Virginia to Jenny. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> she sent 29 texts to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. As we know, they are wild. I texted you guys one out of context this morning. You had no idea how to react. I expect that's how Mark Meadows felt. <laughs> A number of lawmakers, including Senator Amy Klobuchar, are calling for Thomas to recuse himself from any 2020 election cases given the conflict of interest posed by his wife. And he has so far refused to do that. Remember that he was the only... Clarence Thomas? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He He has vacated the hospital. So he was the only justice to oppose the release of White House documents related to January 6th. This is super sus. This is crazy yeah. that this is the wife of a Supreme Court justice text, not only texting the White House, but she also wasn't just like a c- completely removed wife of a Supreme Court justice bothering the chief of staff whose number she got. No, she's a very powerful conservative activist who was, asso- who was associated with, co- with organizations who were helping organize the Stop the Steal rally, creating the conditions for the insurrection. Unfortunately, there are no ethics rules for Supreme Court justices. Naturally, none. Not not a a single one. They apply to the rest (laughs) of the nation's judges. Nobody thought to write down even one. (laughs) Not Um, a single one. If there not a single prerequisite or ethics rule. Yeah, because yeah, they don't even have to go to law school. These motherfuckers, some of them. This isn't. This is crazy. Because if I hang around somebody that like is engaged with law enforcement, Mike tells me I can't smoke weed. So this is ridiculous. <laughs> that there are no ethics rules for Supreme Court justices or prerequisites. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, if they say no inappropriate sexual contact, that would already <laughs> like fuck True. up some of them. <laughs> um. But this is. So, okay, so I do I do want to see Chris Rock on a Red Table Talk, but I also think Clarice <laughs> Thomas and Ginny on Red Table Talk would also be interesting. I, yes. <laughs> I, I actually do think there. that is the ultimate take, is that the, it all, this all needs to be worked out on re, at the Red Table. At the Red Table. <laughs> um, I, you know, I God, I feel so pessimistic because I'm just like, yeah, God, like, this is very serious. This is very bad. Republicans aren't going to do anything about it. And I don't know 
what Democrats can do. This seems this is the type of scandal that absent all of the crazy shit that we have gotten used to and the Overton window is the kind of thing that you I feel like you read about in history class. Like Cory Booker was saying over the weekend on the weekend shows, like, we need to be talking about this. We need to be calling this the Clarence affair. We need to be creating like put pressure on John Roberts to create his own damn rules to bring some legitimacy to the Supreme Court. They can police themselves. They can do it themselves. They've just chosen. They've never chosen to. Yeah. I mean, what has shocked me and I mean, I think the past uh, like five or six years in American life have shown like how kind of how many like loopholes and weird things there are in the Constitution. But it's shocking to me that there's basically no mechanism to force a recusal from someone. Mm-hmm. There's no way for like the people to say, no, you actually have to recuse yourself. So it, it really is just up to him. It's him personally. It's up to, again, I guess John Roberts could step in and do something mm-hmm. or Congress could pass a law. But that's never going to fucking happen yeah, or, because yeah. the Republicans would stand in the way of that because, I mean, for all their this reasons. Is what they've so, worked, yeah. This is what they've worked hard for decades for is this exact outcome to get their politicized people on the court. On the court Thomas was just an so early they, they adopter. Yeah, and and make them as political as possible, and they don't have to recuse themselves because there's no mechanism to make them recuse themselves. It's meanwhile, really crazy. Meanwhile, like asking somebody who does have qualifications is actually has more most trial experience than everyone mm-hmm. else. If babies are racist, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I know. I was so we really missed you during those confirmation hearings, but I bet you did not miss them. <laughs> I, I was I would try to watch and I'm like I'm on vacation like this yes but this like bad vacation just vibes. some of them just like you know it's so crazy how the Brett Kavanaugh hearings and I'm sure y'all talked about it were actually about like are you fit for this what shit have you done in your past mm-hmm. they could not find anything on this woman and it's all about pedophiles and shit yeah. that has nothing to do with this woman you know yeah. because. They have to make shit up. Meanwhile, their own in their own house, they have Matt Gates mm-hmm. and Clarence Thomas, who is mm-hmm. just as Donald you know, Trump so, and Donald Trump. Oh, jeez. I mean, I, it's so crazy because it's like Clarence Thomas should never have been on the court. No. Like he never, like we never should have had. It Clarence makes me Thomas. sick that he gets the same job that that Katanji Brown Jackson Brown Jackson have to like they have to work she has to work with him Ugh. does she get confirmed she oh will be I think the vote is like April 4th and right now everything's looking pretty good I think even like Romney seems like he might be a yes so it's it's one of these things where it's like it's gonna be like a lot of if it's 50 50 because also like yes it can be 50 50 but they, we also have to break the tie coming out of committee which is like its own thing. They have to like do this whole process. So she will be confirmed probably 50-50. That's just like uncomfortable and stupid because she is has very mainstream opinions. She's a star. I know it's so ridiculous because like prior to this, most judges were confirmed like by so like like it it's so ridiculous because it's gonna look like the vote makes it look like she was a controversial choice because it's gonna be like exactly. one of the closest yeah. votes in such a long time. And actually she's like very qualified, yeah, um, so a very reasonable, like, she's not, I, I think she's a really great get for people with our values for the court, but she actually isn't a political activist judge or any of these things that people want to say. She's actually just a good judge who's mm-hmm. been, who's seen a lot of parts of our legal system. So 
it's just wild to look at that and then look at this person who's been on the court for decades, able to make policy for decades and decades, and he never should have fucking been there in the first place. And his wife has been doing this. This has been disqualifying and should have been troubling for him for years. This is someone, this person got to vote to make George W. Bush president. Like, he's part of that. Like, right. he, this, mm-hmm. he was part of that, and he should not have been there. Like, he's mm-hmm. been disqualified by this for a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, it's like, Democrat, she is not, like, a partisan judicial nominee, but it's like, I kind of wish we had more of those like they did. And my kind of, like, closing thought of the confirmation hearings was that, especially with what's going on with Clarence Thomas, I mean, there's no real route, route to him being impeached or having to resign. But, like, when he started getting sick, was like, what I, we really need to present some energy to Democratic voters or likely Democratic voters about the Supreme Court because we could have another vacancy and we need Congress and we're go- about to lose it. Like mm-hmm. we need it. If, if Republicans yeah. take the Senate, they're not gonna they're not gonna approve another Biden no, appointee. They would hold, even the if Supreme it was the Court first is day, up for grabs in this election. Even if by if Biden got reelected and someone resigns or passed yeah. on the first day of his new administration, they would never confirm. Never, never, never. Mitch McConnell would never let it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the balance of the balance of power is broken. But <laughs> it's broken. It's broken at the Oscars. It's broken exactly. in the White House. Yeah, we're going to we're going to stop there and we will bring up the Biden budget uh, a different day. That is our show. Until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Elise Tamaris. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok and send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.